We are back to the ACDC back in Black Philly versus the world. But it's just Drew and I today, John, out spinning spinning pizzas. But like, dude, you know, I respect the man. That, that man mm-hmm. works every day. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he gets paid, though. Like, we, we ask. Like, no, 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 no. I wonder. Like, no, know, no, no. I think he actually, I think it's like a, a familial type situation right, where... Right. Everybody just chips in for the business, and obviously everyone pe- benefits off of it. But right. I don't know if it's a paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. Like I wonder. You know, like That's- you would hope he gets paid because, like, he he's working every day. Like mm-hmm. he's, they def- they definitely pay him. You know what I well, mean? Well, I mean, he definitely has money to spend. There's no right. way that, it, that he, right. he talks. You know, he'll be sending us his uh, his his bets that he makes. Bets, this, yeah. his, t- you know, this tipping money. We're gonna have to ask him about that. No, he definitely. Later. He definitely is. He definitely got. He definitely gets paid because, like, you know, like they. They don't have many employees. I know from him what he says. You know that's why he always has to work. So they probably they probably pay him. I got. I gotta say. I gotta say. If anyone's listening and they they want to donate a little bit to the <laughs> John Franco Iliano Eats Tomorrow Fund, go to ANS Pizza, fifteen oh one Edgeley Road, Levittown, PA one nine zero five seven. Just put a little uh, Ben Franklin in the tip jar, and maybe John will eat something besides a, a calzone, <laughs> some gabagool tomorrow yes. for dinner. The only way, the only way John not only gets paid but fed by his family is by referrals. So you gotta go. You gotta go there. Pick up a little pizza and pasta. Listen, Wait, I'm Joe, gone. When did you go? Before we get, when, when did you go visit him? I went in August. So that I was got, the last time the poor kid ate. Something. Yeah, <laughs> it was because <laughs> I left him a, a couple bills. <laughs> He's been eating pizza dough in the back ever since. Barely surviving. Uh, no, no, it's all it's all good and fun. We we miss John. We're gonna we're gonna miss his. You know, there. You know, the topic we're starting with right now is perfect intro. <laughs> I wish he would be on here because he would say something. And what we're going to talk about is Skip Bayless' comment that ties into our first topic. Uh, his take on it would probably be crazy. So we'll, we'll get we'll get his take on it. Maybe he could, like, you know, tweet out his own little reaction. But I'm sick and tired of this, Drew. And, and this is why I made this one of the, the questions. I'm really just getting tired of this. I don't think there's any truth to it, but I'll ask the question in a non-biased way. Is there any truth to the narrative that Trevor Lawrence should stay at Clemson to avoid going to the New York Jets? Apparently, he already saw he's like, you know, I thought he signed with an agent or talked to an agent. So I don't know. But, you know, this is the narrative. People say it. It's clickbait. It's a topic. Man, it's so lazy. And it, like, pisses me off because, like, you know what? All right. I'm the first one to admit New York Jets, you know. Last few years, they've been terrible. And in years past, they've been jokes. And they're not the best run franchise in the world. There's no doubt about it. Like, let's not pretend that there hasn't been good moments in Jets history. Let's not pretend the Jets haven't produced star players and guys who have been happy to play that Darrell Rebus went back there. You know, Nick Mangle, DeBrickershaw Ferguson, they all talk about how they liked it there, right? Like, Joe Namath, that's where he got to start. Like, let's not talk about this as an organization that doesn't have, didn't have bright moments, right? Like, they made it to back-to-back AFC championships with Mark Sanchez, right? Like, this is a team that's, you know, had success and produced good players, right? You're also going to New York, right? It's not like you're getting shipped off and being set. You know, I get it. People are like, oh, Eli did it. But like, listen, no offense to San Diego, right? I was just there. It's beautiful there. <laughs> but like, they're not a football team, right? Like, you you get lost in San Diego, right? Like, Philip Rivers, you know, he's always gotten that little bit, nit, you know, knack because he played in San Diego, right? Like, Drew Brees' career took off when he left San Diego to go mm. to New Orleans, right? So like, that makes sense. But like, Trevor Lawrence is going to New York. This is a major market. This is a this is this is an opportunity to change the culture of an organization in a major market that needs desperate overhaul. You can be part of something, right? And like, you know, like, and let's be worse. You think you think going to Jacksonville is any better? 
<laughs> no, but like, uh, even if I got drafted to Jacksonville, I would do the same. I would go, man. Like, you're getting a chance to play in the NFL. You know what I mean, like, how do you know then you don't go out there next year and go to Clemson and then boom, you get hurt and then what? Uh-huh. Or what if Jets suck again next year? Then what? What do you go play? You go play in the XFL until the Jets don't suck and get the first pick. Like, I mean, uh, I just see. Like, makes sense, man. I don't like it. Just like, like, if it, like, just it's lazy. Like, New York is a good place to be in. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. And, I mean, you're and, speaking from a Jets perspective no, right now. Saying, though. Man, like, think about it. What, what, like, wouldn't it be awesome for Trevor Lawrence to go to the New York Jets, right? And you know, odds are Gates is gone, right? Like, it's going to be clean. Like, are think, we sure about that? Yeah, I, I'm sure about like, it. From like, Chef, I'm more, sure every week kind of makes this. It's more befuddled. There is. It seems like Gates' seat is not the hottest you know, in the NFL. Is, they've said it from the get go. They're not going to fire him until at the end of the season. I, I don't know why. I've seen things that Haven't they, don't they tr- said that they'll allow him to return. That he's part of the solution. Hasn't that yeah, been a, a statement on record from ownership? Like, I don't buy it. It's a, that's just Joe Douglas sitting there and just like he said, we're not trading Jamal Adams. We're not trading Le'Veon Bell last year. You just got to say what he has to say. And then when the opportunity happens, you do it, right? Like, what do, what do you expect him to say? Is you go up there and say, Adam Gates f- freaking sucks and we're not going to have him on the team next year? Well, like, he could say that. Uh, right? Like, like, you want Jerry well, Jones to the say leaves. You want Jerry Jones to come out and say the same thing about Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy sucks. No. He's just going to be gone next No, you're, no. You're, As much as you want to say that, you don't say it. But, like, it's just like... Like Trevor Lawrence is going to be a part of like, you know what? He continued the dynasty at Clemson. Then mm-hmm. you could have the opportunity. I'm not saying, oh, if the Jets get Trevor Lawrence there, they're going to be the, they're going to win a Super Bowl. Like, no, yeah. like, there's a lot of other ports, but like you could have a chance to change the culture of an organization in a major market with a, with yeah. a diehard fan base to give a team like that, their second career, second hey. Super Bowl. And then on like, like that, that'd be something you want to be part of, right? That's why you play the game, right? To change uh-huh. organizations, to be an, a, a franchise player. And let me let me say, Chris, I mean, number one, first and foremost, let's let's examine Chris's bias here. You know, you'd be ashamed to not admit that there's a little bit of emotion kind of bleeding out of out of your takes here. Keeping keeping Lawrence there. But this this really comes from, you know, external people saying this. Right. We don't think about this from Lawrence's perspective. It's not like he said this, but, you know, like Steve Young on Monday Night Football said right now, the way the Jets are, I, I might think about going back to school. You know, he said in a, a Sports Illustrated interview, because I don't want to spend my career trying to carry a team on my back. So Steve Young, speaking from a, a former franchise quarterback's perspective, he just doesn't want Lawrence to go there and just waste his career. Like what oh, we're I talking get about, that. Chris. Like and- what me, you and John talk about in the group chat, week in and week out, it's it's like, oh, the Jets are going to ruin another quarterback. They're going to waste another quarterback. Do I think Sam Darnold on the Buffalo Bills would be in Josh Allen's position right now? Yes, I think he would be just the same. But since he got the bad luck of going... To, to the, the, the goddamn Jets, you know, we're, we're sitting here and and he's, you know, eating it week in and week out about well, like, his regression as a player. So so let me let me really is this a bad narrative? No, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Like it's 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 an individual's, you know, it's truthful to the narrative because of the fact that the Trevor Lawrence and Jets thing is supposed to be a relationship. And right now the Jets aren't really doing much to convince Trevor that they're committed to the relationship other than they're losing culture. You know, there hasn't been many comments that you could misinterpret or maybe say, you know, maybe Douglas is going to find a new coach thus far. I I don't know if Adam is even going to stay like, like like, that's another thing because, you know, 
I don't understand something. Woody Johnson is actually the main CEO owner of the New York Jets, right? Right now, Christopher Johnson, his brother, he's filling in because Woody Johnson is on President Donald Trump's cabinet as like, Uh you know, an advisor. So Woody Johnson, you know, obviously, you know, with the election going on, Biden will become the new president. He's the president to elect. Woody Johnson is coming back to his ownership as a Jets. So Mm -hmm. Woody Johnson can literally come in there and you know what? He could, Joe Douglas, like, Hey, I didn't hire Joe Douglas. Like, so like, that's why more and more, I think now too, like, you know, like that Gates is gone because Woody Johnson didn't hire Gates. It was his brother, Christopher Johnson. Christopher Johnson sucks. And I'm not saying Woody Johnson is any better, but like mm-hmm. Woody Johnson actually, you know, is a little bit smarter than his brother, Christopher Johnson. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think he'll be, he'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is, I'll be honest with you, Drew, if the Jets do keep Adam Gates, I don't want Trevor Lawrence then. Like I'll be dead ass. I'll be dead ass. Stay in school, buddy. Stay in school. You know, like grab him in the face and stay here as long as you can. Like, no, because <sighs> Adam Gates would ruin Trevor Lawrence. He ruined Sam Darnold. He didn't have success with Jake. Miller. He's been rotting on the fact that he sat there with a mid-rank offense with Peyton Manning and held a freaking clipboard in Denver. And that's how he's had multiple head coaching jobs. And the Jets passed on guys who have success now. If they keep Adam mm-hmm. Gates, they're just going to they're going to miss out on guys like they're yeah. like, you know, like like and, you know, we could talk about this later on, you know, it, like Eric Bieniemy, they had a chance to get him. I know he doesn't yeah. have the best rap sheet there, you know, that his his background there's some, you know, what stuff that raises flags. Um, but like now, like yeah, you know, like he's like well, the hottest head coach, right? Him and probably Joe Brady, right? Like those are like the two guys, like sexiest coaches. Like I mean, it take, was clear from it was clear from the start, from the press conference, from the jump with the wide eyes with right, Ace, and everyone's right. like, oh, this My dude's on like, blow or whatever. You know, yeah. he, he was clearly. <laughs> Right. Like it was clearly like everyone was like, this is weird. And right. we don't like this from the exactly. start of the product. On yeah, the field, and I, I didn't mean, like it from the sure. beginning, but my point is like, dude, like Eric Bannerme, like we're talking about how the jets, you know, like why does he want to go to New York? Like, sure. Yeah. You could, you could, you could, you could mold Trevor Lawrence, but like we're talking about, he can go to like, now he gets a chance. He can go to Houston. Maybe if he wants, right. He can go to, he can go to Atlanta. Right. Maybe, Jags, maybe, Jack, maybe Jacks, maybe Chicago, you know, if yeah. they get rid of that, like, like, dude, like the Jets are, they ruined it. Like, 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 there you go. Like, that's a good, like, and maybe Joe Brady. And I think Joe Brady and Trevor Lawrence would be a, a great combination. That's a young head coach with a young mm-hmm. quarterback. You know, Brady was just in college a year before. Now he's adjusting to the NFL, but like, yeah, man, like, I, let, let me ask you, like, if the Jets fire Adam Gates, does Trevor, do you think Trevor Lawrence should stay? Like, or no doubt about it, if the Jets are changing Adam Gates, like Adam Gates is gone, Trevor Lawrence should be like, all right, this is, I should go to the Jets now. Or is it like still up in the air? I, I think no, that's I, a deciding factor. I think no matter what, that Trevor Lawrence should come. And I expect him to come in, in this year's draft. I don't expect uh, the media overhaul to just push, right. push, push, and him to go the opposite direction. I don't see his personality as so. Uh, but I definitely think that like, like that there is credence to these warnings, right? That we're hearing Steve Young say, you know, maybe stay in school because stuff like the handling of Makai Becton, Chris, sure. you know, like so instances like that make you nervous as a player, you know, if Gase is there or, you know, if this culture kind of lingers in the locker room, yeah. you know, that, that kind of scares you. But, yeah. but I, I don't know. I mean, it, he will probably come. He'll probably right. come to the Jets regardless. You can't Adam miss Gase that opportunity, come. man, because like, 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 like you could literally just go back and get hurt, and that changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and like I, I don't know. Would you rather get hurt on your rookie deal, like Joe Burrow is doing right? Did like or like get yeah. hurt, like you know your senior season, like like Tua did. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like and drop it. All right, we've spent a lot of time. This. Before we move on, man, Skip Bayless. Before we went on today, tweeted, "Quote as crazy as it sounds, could the Cowboys <laughs> trade Dak to the Jets 
for the number one overall pick if the Jets get the number one overall pick. I mean, as a Jet fan, listen, like I like Dak Prescott. I think he's a great quarterback, and I bet him mm-hmm. to bet I bet him to win MVP, and I I thought he would win it. And the way yeah, you would have you would have had yeah. a solid shot if he and like you know some people I work with say like maybe he could still win it just because of the fact that it shows that they are so bad. I mean, I don't think he would. like that would just be like. You know, like if maybe like all the competition was really bad, but like Mahomes has been he's, so good, like he's still not the last right. passing leader in the right. league. He's still like, leading like, active passers, right? In passing. But like that show is valuable, right? Like, yeah. Look out! But anyway, man, I like I like Dak, but like you know, if the Jets have the number one overall pick, take take Trevor. I mean, maybe yeah. Like okay, <laughs> I know I'm a Justin Fields guy, but like okay, yeah. If the Jets have the second or third overall pick, and like. The Cowboys were like, oh, we'll give you, you know, Dak for that pick, and Trevor's off the board. Like, oh, then you know what? I would do it. I would take Dak, but like, I'm not taking, I'm not taking, Tre- I'm not taking Dak over Trevor. Like, even though Dak's proven, like, I'd rather just start fresh with the franchise quarterback. And like, I mean, I mean, but like, like I said, like, or if you're telling me like, you know, Zach on the Zach Wilson hype train, I'm not on it. But like, a lot of people are like, oh, Judge trade back. Like, nah, yeah, like, I'll take Dak over Zach Wilson in a heartbeat. But like, as a Cowboys fan, like. I don't know if the Jets do with number one overall pick. Would you would you be willing to trade Dak for that and start no, fresh? No, with it's 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 just a it's a headline grabber by undisputed, yeah. and it's really just better for both sides to keep. You know, it's better for the Jets to continue on this track of of aiming for you know a young stud prospect. You know, their fan base has been itching for it. it it's something that needs to happen for the rebuild. And Dallas is much better set. You know, dealing with this guy that they picked up in the fourth round, finally signing him. Do you know how upset Chris I would be if I had to suffer through the entire contract situation with with Dak and the franchise tagging all for him to get traded for Trevor Lawrence because you know Jerry is a is a GM's whore or something you know <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous you know that would be a whore, yeah. it would be a whorish move by yeah. Jerry Jones to to, Dude. to trade Dak Prescott yeah. on a franchise tender for the first overall pick so so he can get you know Goldilocks you know behind center I I just think it's kind of a, a headline grabber Dude, at the end and, of the and, day. and not to mention like the Cowboys right now are on pace to probably have a top at least top 10 which, probably which, top 7 pick which so, like, Dallas will utilize to get the next Tyron Smith for the right, O-line exactly, exactly. And, so, like, and protect Dak for right. the future so, so like yeah, okay let's trade that pick trade uh-huh. Dak just to get like no like or just yeah. keep Dak and get something because you're like with a healthy Dak that could have been somewhere. Like, I agree. It's just, it's a stupid take. And like, yeah, yeah they'll probably, you know, they'll, they'll go after an offensive lineman or, you know, they might go after like an X factor, you know, defensive back. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. certain, who knows? Yeah, it depends right. on where the, the cards fall, I guess. But, yeah. um, but yeah, let's, let's head on over to the next topic. We're talking a lot of college players, a lot of college ball, Chris. Uh, and we're, we're recording this as of Thursday afternoon, 1230 this morning, Anthony Russo, Mr. Temple himself in, uh, been here working uh, for the past four years, announced he will enter the transfer portal for his final year of eligibility. So obviously we knew Ramon Davis, Mr. Heisman, had transferred from Temple earlier this year. Chris, I know you're an alumni now, but I'm sure you pay a little bit of attention. Of a little yeah, bit. Of course. Not a lot of it. <laughs> but Temple, you know, coming off a one-win season, you know, not the way to end it with the Cincinnati game being canceled. You wouldn't want it. You know, with the transfers of Ramon Davis and Anthony Russo, Chris, is, is Temple about to go back to being bottom feeders i mean i know you you might remember you might be able to call back like 05 04 06 you know those really rough seasons those o and o for seasons uh and like is this is this rod carey's fault kind of how is this this connected i you know i presented this question to you i i thought that this was one of the a, a good use of our time because i agree we we've gone from when you were in school to 
like the temple being, you know, an upriser, they see a team that you could, you know, maybe sure. count on to give UCF a run for their money or a good game with Memphis. Right. You know, a, or Cincy, right. Upsetting Cincy. Cincy. Yeah. We, I mean, we, me and you and, and David Ash, we interviewed Chappelle Russell and, and Sean Bradley. And, and that linebacking core was, was great, man. Now that's a great linebacker. The NFL. <laughs> the stop in Maryland. Yeah. Chappelle's, you know, on the bucks roster, yeah. you know, Sean's getting, getting reps with the Eagles. And we look at that, that was an up and coming team, you know, w- with a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Rod Carey's regime coming in. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been pretty. And these transfers are only telling me that he's kind of altered the culture from Temple and the kind of the, the smart, uh, you know, you know, gutsy play that, that, you know, Matt rule kind of started and continued on from there. To now, he kind of, I feel like he brought, you know, this is going to sound weird. He brought the Midwest to Temple. Mm-hmm. He brought kind of more the slow style, the simple style, the kind of like the, you know, it doesn't, doesn't bring in fans and it doesn't make prospects want to stick around. And I kind of feel like the writing's on the wall with Russo leaving. Russo felt like Mr. Temple, like he was, he was here forever. And then the team just disassembled in this COVID season. I, I'm kind of pinning this on Rod Carey. And I think a lot of other students, you know, Chris, you know, I, I'm still at WHIP. I still talk to a lot of people. A lot of other students kind of pin it on that because that's how it felt. It kind of felt like Temple slowed down once Rod Carey arrived. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. What do you think about like the him bringing the Midwest so, over from Northern Illinois? I know Sam Newman and Sam Cohen tweeted something like, you know, Temple was like depleted with, you know, the fact of like COVID situation. So like mm. you can't fully blame because COVID really, you know, broke this team, but like, Dude, I think you explained it perfectly. And I think I was, I was going to say the same exact thing you did. Like, this is not an explosive temple offense anymore, right? Uh-huh. Like, like this is a ground and pound Midwest action, baby. <laughs> like, I'm going to run the ball. Exactly. That's what they became, right? And like, they don't have the running backs to do. Like, Raymond Davis, Ray Davis was the guy to do it. He's going to Vanderbilt. And I'm not, and honestly, man, I'm happy Anthony Russo's gone. I don't think he was a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, his first year, I think that was his best year when he came kind of like, you know, he just like his first year, you know, he played, you know, 11 games filling in for, for Frankie juice, you know, he threw over 2,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, 14 picks last year. Touchdowns like why they a lot when Russo was there because their defense was great. Like the guys you talked about, Chappelle Russell, Sean Bradley, Harrison hand, right? Like yeah. they're, they're NFL guys, guys. they're right? in the NFL, NFL guys. guys. I mean, Jaden blue's great, but like, man, they brought Kerry couldn't use him. And like, You've really seen the culture shift. And I think it all kind of started after the bowl game last year where they got absolutely demolished, uh, you know, by Duke. I'm sorry, by UNC by UNC. And um I was there. Duke was the year before. Yeah, it? right. Duke was Daniel Jones. And like I was like, okay, this team is this is not the team. Like Mm-mm. I knew this year was gonna be a struggle. And like, I don't know, man. I think. And I know they signed him to, you know, four or five year deal, whatever it was for Garak Carey, but like, I think it's time to move on from him. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like overreact. But, you know, it's one bad season and like, oh, but last year he did good. But like, let's remember the fact that Rod Carey was kind of hired on a fly, right? Like, because Manny mm-hmm. Diaz left, like this wasn't like a well thought out. Well, it was just kind of like, wow. Okay. This is a major bombshell. We're starting workouts soon. We need somebody, right? Like, Rod Carey, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't in the interview process the first time around. I don't I, I can't fully recall, but like like and if I'm wrong, let me know I'm wrong. But like 80% yeah. sure that he wasn't a candidate the first time around, right? Yeah. So like it was just kind of like a rush decision. And it's like, listen, man, 
I, I, I feel in the culture and like, yeah, a lot of guys are transferring and like, you know, for the best, I, like I said, I, I, I don't think Anthony Russo was right for this team. Like look at the quarterbacks, like dude, look at Philip Walker. Like they need a guy like that. I think, mm-hmm. I think Real Mitchell with a little bit of work could be like that. Hot take, man. You know who also, <laughs> you know who also entered the transfer portal portal from the American athletic conference. Ooh. I don't know if you saw Mackenzie Milton. I did UCF. see that. Yes. What if Temple went after him? Wow. Like uh, he would go there. Like why he- not? Dude, the guys have played in over two years. Like, wow. you don't know what he's going to be able to get. He's going to be a grad transfer with the banged up injury. Yeah. Like, how do you know? Fair, right? Fair. Already played in the American Athletic. Like, I just you know, don't like, see him downgrading in this conference. I feel like there's a... Going from conference. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like... It's not like he was like a star in Michigan, right? Or Michigan State or something like that. And then he, you know, now he's going like... He played in, you know, power and he five beat temple, you know, right. he beat them in games he played, but, yeah. I, but this is what we're talking about, Chris. I'm talking about like a situation where I think temple is going to go back to like being a bottom feeder for the next several they years. Have to like, get rid of rock Harry. Like, yeah, just, like there's no way with this guy, they're not yeah. going to draw anybody in. Everyone just wants to I leave. Agree. Dude, like, they, how are you going to like recruits are going to look at this, look at like the, 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 the track record of rod Carey and how like the players are just like, leaving and this is the way that college players like give up on a locker room like they're not getting a paycheck so they just dude and there's no way that we will get a guy like paychecks right (laughs) we won't we won't get a like mackenzie milton we won't draw a person like that with um with uh, yeah with rod carey i totally agree with you and i i am you know more to talk about the more i'm like starting to think like bottom feeders like oh my god like Like ecu ECU temple could be yeah right like do you want to go back to that, man? Like it kind of like, you know, we get, you know, Temple football, even when they're at their peak, they get little respect from the fans, little respect from the media. Now if they just completely free fall. People are going to be like, oh, wow, Temple's always been bad. And they're going to forget about that. Like, I totally agree, man. Like, and like, he's getting a lot of NIU transfers and like, I don't think a Remerfitch on, you know, I don't, I don't think the defensive line is bad. Like, I think the defense oh. is still their strong suit, but like, dude, Jaden Blue, man. You know, it makes me think, Drew, if Matt Rule or even Jeff Collins was a head coach, the way they would utilize Jaden Blue, I think he would be a first to second, not a first round, but definitely a second to third round draft pick coming mm-hmm. out of the draft because of his explosiveness, his quickness, his able to beat uh, defensive backs off the line. But Rod Carey doesn't use him like that, mm-hmm. man. And it's like, I agree. Like, I, I totally agree. The Temple football coach, like, you know, basketball, basketball, I think is like going up. And like, I don't want to say going up because it's kind of a disrespect to Fran Dumphy, but like, you know, Aaron McKee, he's doing, he's got a little bit of dump in him and he's got a little bit of his own swagger in him. I think mm-hmm. this, like, I'm really excited to see what Temple basketball has to do because they're lined up, like, they're very athletic and <laughs> fast. 
And yeah. that was one thing we were like, they kind of lacked besides a few guys. And now they have it. And I'm excited for that because they're going to mm-hmm. be a very explosive, quick paced team. Mm-hmm. But like Temple football, man, you're right. Like they're going down here. And like, I really think before and like, you know, uh, and I, I hate to say this, man, because, you know, when we worked at WHIP, I've interviewed Rock Carey. He's from what I've had, the interaction with him, he's a nice, very nice guy, very, you know, passionate for the game. But like in the nicest way possible as a, as a fan of Temple football, they need to get Rod Carey out of here before he <laughs> sinks his teeth into the program too far, Drew. Ooh, yeah. And goes to that bottom feeder. Because right now, like, like we're overreacting a, a tiny bit because they, had a, they, they were successful last year, right? Like, yeah. easily get rid of a head coach they could and get a good head coach maybe next year they don't get back but at least they're like win more than two games and i know covid uh-huh. cut their season short this year but like at least they could be mid-tier and then boom and then get back up there like i just think yeah. you got to get rid of rod carry because like I, I i dude like you said it absolutely perfectly they're making it to midwest it's too predictable it's not this like philadelphia you know Broad street ball that we want to see with, you know, falling down the field and hard hitting defense and explosive plays with like, you know, like, mm-hmm. man, like, like you said, the last time the link was like really popping was like, dude, Phil Walker, PJ Walker was lighting it up <laughs> with his explosiveness and his mobility. So yeah. I, I, I agree, man. Get him, get, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you like? What do you think? You need to get rid of, rid of Rod Carey, right? Yeah, like, no, I, I think we're in the same boat there. And I think a other you know fans are as well it's 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 a bad situation it's a situation where they are kind of headed uh for lower and lower unless something crazy happens and i, I agree with the misutilization of of jade and blue you know the, those guys brandon mack on the outside you know you would have liked to see more of that offense specifically with russo's last year we'll see but you know who's- are you like, do you think it's like a loss for Temple that russo is gone because like yes yes really? as as, i don't think so as much like, as I'm like I think it's a blessing in disguise, honestly. Well, well, I'm looking at it from a personnel perspective. Like, I'm perfectly fine with, like, letting Anthony Russo go. Like, this year, this season right. proved to me, like, there was no going up. He was going to continue to make those inaccuracies. Right. It was always the same thing with that, him. That plagued him. Yeah, there wasn't, you know, he was he was definitely solid, but there was no kind of upward trajectory. He had hit a ceiling. Right. My point is that his his leaving is more of a a... a a philosophical sign on, what it on means. Okay. the Fair culture enough. of, of the, the, the team. I'm saying when, when head, when recruits go places, when they look at places, when they examine their options, you know, a lot of things come into effect. And, and part of that could be guy was literally here for four years. And then this new head coach showed up and he was just like, screw this. And right. you're right. You know, a lot of people have transferred this semester, but Anthony Russo was Mr. Temple. You know, I, I logged onto his, his Twitter, you know, when he announced that today, I watched, you know, uh, his personal highlight reel of like his his big plays here, like he's had a lot of moments here, and sure. for him to leave, for him to leave that all behind, he's from PA. Yeah, he's you know, and it's it's not a Mackenzie Milton situation where he hasn't played with the program. He has been the starter, uh, you know, unabashed. So he's willing to take that risk just because he's not satisfied with the current culture. So that's why you know he Rod Carey's got to go, and if he doesn't, re- recruits will kind of see and that. It, and you know, like I don't want to like you know make you know conspiracy theories but like the covid situation he, he was out three four weeks with covid issues and then now he's transferring like i wonder if like okay like maybe he did have covid like and i hope if he did he you know he he's healthy yeah. like i wonder if he like had covid and then it was kind of like no nah, no nah, like you know like i don't want to come back and he knew he was gonna transfer and like why play and get hurt right or like i wonder or i wonder if like you know like I would love to hear what Rod Carey say. It, it was it kind of just like him telling Anthony, like Russo, like, listen, man, like, 
whether you stay or whether you go next year, I'm going a different way. Or like, I wonder mm. if it was Anthony Russo, like you're saying, like, I don't like this click. I wonder what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder I, if, and like, you know what, man, as you say, it's a good point because like, it's, you're right. It's a local kid, you know, like. Ramon, and Ramon was big too. Ramon Davis right. comes in as but a like, freshman like and he runs. Right. But like, I heard from, I, I even heard last season from people that like, he was thinking about transferring and like, that wanted to surprise me as much because like, I'm pretty sure he's a California kid, right? So like mm. coming from, you know, the West coast to the East coast, right? Like that's a, that's a big jump. And like, I mean, I know he's going to Vanderbilt. So it's like, not like he's going back to West coast, yeah. but like, like, like you kind of knew that he was like too good to be here. Right. Like, like I, I guess, be, I guess like, that vibe was he there be playing in the sec, the big 10. Right. Like, 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 but once again, like every time you bring up that topic, it's like it's the Commodores, it's Vanderbilt. Like, is he in a much better situation? No, no. like no. he's in the ACC. Congratulations, right. like right. have a ball. But like these are situations where these guys are leaving, taking risks with with similar or inferior teams, and going like this is just my better shot. Right. So I mean, we're we're pretty much in agreement here. You know, it, it, it's a rough situation. We'll I think see you made a goes. great point about how it really represents. Like, I've really never thought about it in perspective what you're saying about how all these key key guys, right. These, these, these playmakers, you know, like mm-hmm. the captains, they're, they're leaving. Like you Who said, was the DN, who's the DN? Uh, why can't I think of his name from Quincy last season? Roche. Yeah. Quincy Roche. Why? Yeah, but like know? that was like, that was, he, he was also very good. Right. He was also, right, that was before even like he, I'm pretty sure that was all before even Rod Carey took over. Oh, really? So right? Roche. He, didn't play, he didn't play last year. Did he play That's, for Temple last year? Oh, I thought maybe he didn't. I, I think he did. I think it was under. I or think, I think he sat case. out last year. I believe he might have. You know what? Let me look it up. I believe he sat out last year because the year before is when he decided to transfer and he had to sit out. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Let me look it up. I mean, but like, that's another, but like, dude, like, you can't knock him for that. Like, this, that kid's going, Roche is going to be going to the first round now. I, that's fair. So he played in Temple in 2019. He he played twelve games. This was the last year. Right, Chris right. Was the year okay. he won, he won defensive player of the AC. Right, right. I'm, uh, my man. I'm getting confused. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that's my a great point. Too. No, that. Dude, I mean, he wins it here at Temple with his defense, an incredible season, and he leaves. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to go through all of them. We spent enough time on this, but no, yeah, you get the point. You know, it, it's tough, and we'll see how they adapt. You know, if if Rod Carey can kind of continue. Oh, we're start seeing a lot. Of, we're starting to see some transfers. Like I really, yeah, less and less. I mean, like he brought in the, the kid CJ Perez, and I get it. That was a nice move to try to fill in a veteran spot with, you know, losing Matt Hennessy. But like mm. that, that really didn't work out. Like he was very, he did not follow through with Matt Hennessy very yeah. well. <laughs> All right, well let's let's flip it over. Let's flip off uh, uh, the, the Temple train. Let's get on to a little bit of basketball action. A lot of things have changed uh, rapidly since uh, the NBA has at least come back on and, and, and we've been off for a couple of weeks now. So, I mean, since, since we have, have been on air, you know, the Eastern conference landscape has changed. Uh, the Milwaukee bucks have made some moves trying to uh, appease, you know, Giannis. And obviously this off season, this upcoming off season, the deadline I believe is December 21st for when he could sign uh, the Supermax with the bucks or decline it and just play this season under his current deal. So a lot of pressure for the Bucks to make moves. They pick up Drew Holiday, Chris, and I don't know really how big of a jump or a gap we're going to see in the Bucks with everyone else in the, the NBA and in the Eastern Conference, because I think the NBA has gotten better. 
I think, Chris, every single season, the NBA is getting better. And this question, you know, we're wondering, will the Bucs make the Eastern Conference Finals this season? And, and can they keep Giannis? I'm not totally sure. You're looking at the conference as a whole and you, you go down the list and you go, huh? All right. Bucks got better. Drew's a, Drew's a consistent addition. Is he a secondary? Is he a second player to a superstar? I'm not sure. Is, is Chris Middleton a second player to a superstar? I'm not sure. They both might be third guys, in my opinion. You look at them. You look at Miami. Miami, all that they pick up is uh, an additive and experience. You know, obviously they go to the championship, lose to the Lakers 4-2. To me, that that's I expected them to have more of a down year this year, but but they're coming in with pretty much a similar roster. You look at the Celtics, they lose Gordon Hayward, but but honestly, you know, that's one less mouth to feed. They've got a talented roster. They should be able to pick up adding Tristan Thompson. The Nets then come into the picture, right? We have KD, Kyrie. And that's just an entire new contender entering the picture. So what I'm trying to summarize here is that despite the fact the Bucks have gotten Drew Holiday, somehow have to deal with a more uphill battle this year in the conference, Chris. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts and if you agree, because if they don't nail it this season, if they don't get to where they need to go, which is the NBA finals, <clears throat> it's NBA finals or bust for this team. Don't get me wrong. Right. They lose in the Eastern Conference finals. They're screwed. Giannis is right. leaving. You know, do you think that they really, you know, that there's really this big jump in the Bucks? Like, do you have a lot of confidence in them this season? Because I, 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 don't, I don't really think. I, I think they have to prove themselves. They're a regular season team at the moment. They're pretty much the James Harden uh, of team Eastern Conference basketball. And I kind of just like the last topic. I agree with you, man. Like, Holiday is good, but like, is he the difference of now the Bucks are going to win the conference final? Like, no, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, yeah, he's an upgrade from, you know, he's an upgrade from Bledsoe, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's still like, I don't think Giannis Middleton and, you know, did they, they, didn't they, they lose Lopez as well or they re-signed Lopez? They, they have Lopez. They have, they Lopez. have Lopez. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like there's, they, no, like, I don't think they are. Like, I mean, I, I think the Heat, they're young. I, 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 I don't know if they'll go back to the finals, but they'll, they'll still be good. Um, The rookie they drafted, I think they're, you know, they're, they're trying to be, you know, he's trying to change. Their, they're trying to be, you know, physical and they're trying to outshoot you and they're going to let Jimmy Butler take over. I think yeah. they're going to be good. The Nets are going to be better because they're going to get Ka- KD and Kyrie on the court. And they literally were a playoff team without, you know, or close to a playoff team without either of them on the court. So like, mm-hmm. I, I agree. They're going to be better. And you, you I mean, gotta look I at the, the wizards. Will the wizards be better with Russell Westbrook? Like, yeah, they'll probably I, be a solid seventh or sixth. Maybe like, like, yeah, like, like, listen, man, like I agree. And I don't think it's enough. And I think, I, I think Giannis is going to be gone because I don't think Milwaukee can give Giannis what he wants. Like, I, mm-hmm. I like it was, it was like, this was like a bad, attack. like, Hey, this is like, this was like their last pitch. Right. And like, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't, they don't have the roster to do it. Like they could have tried to get other guys that maybe like, I don't know. Who can they try to get, Chris? Maybe John Wall. Like, if you could have got John Wall. Uh, that's rough. The contract maybe. situation is no, John Wall. You wouldn't be able to trade for him. It, it, here's know, the man. thing. Here's the, they here's got the, Harden paired him. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, that would be nuts, right? If you're able to to package something together like that, that would be absolutely I mean, insane. I would probably give up Chris Middleton to get James Harden, right? Well, like, I would I, all day. I mean, right, all day. Like, but I don't, I don't know if that's the landscape. The problem right, is that – The problem is, is it seems as if, like, Giannis – Giannis's free agent situation is a mystery, right? Because on one hand, you see a lot of stories, uh, a lot of stuff about him. You know, he enjoys being in Milwaukee, sure. uh, doesn't need a, a necessarily a big market like other uh, big stars in the past. Uh, but you just look at the Bucks situation, and, and yeah, Drew Holiday is nothing crazy, man. Like, I thought the biggest part of this was 
They picked up a defensive point guard. You know, guarding opposing point guards has not been the problem for them in the Eastern Conference, right? Wow. You know, they've lost to, to, to back-to-back against the Raptors and the Heat, two teams with just explosive wing, wing yeah. dynamic star players. Like, and great like shooters. shooting team. Yeah. Like out, uh, from three. They're not great. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's just kind of puzzling. It's not puzzling to go pick up Drew Holiday. They gave up kind of a King's ransom, three picks, two picks right. yeah. for him. You know, and so that's nothing to get excited about. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Like, they have as good of a chance as anybody else in this conference. Right. The, the, the real issue is, is that you're not going to set regular season records year in and year out and then come in the playoffs and, and leave a dud in the, the, the second, right. third round and, and just retain stars in a small market. And I, I don't know. Like, I just like I, I, I agree. Like, I mean, we know the narrative is like, you know, honest doesn't care about the big market like some guys, but he wants to win. Like he does. He does. Like That's- I said, this was a, this was a kind of like a poor, a poor attempt. Like, like I said, they gave him a King's ransom for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a good player, but like, I don't know, man, like. I would have made Russell Westbrook like over him, like, like, right. Like, I mean, like it, it costs Washington a first round pick and, and, and West and, and wall, but like, like basically like now, what? like now, well, now, now, if Giannis leaves next year, you're basically building your team around drew holiday because what you gave up for him. Like, you know well, what I mean? Like, <laughs> here's what I think the bucks were trying to do. They were trying to retain their core their how their identity is while adding an upgraded piece. I don't think they wanted to become like a star chaser. I think no, they want no. to still retain an environment in which it was similar. You know, their starting lineup is a thousand percent improved. You look at it, it's it's Drew Holiday, Bryn Forbes, which they signed from San Antonio. Uh you got Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. I mean that's a that's a good that's an excellent start. They're not deep either. Like, uh-uh, like, they're not deep. They're not deep. I mean, they were able to keep uh, uh, DiVincenzo. Uh, they were able to retain DiVincenzo and keep him around. But yeah, if they were able to uh, execute. Right. Like they a, almost traded him. Yeah, they almost they did. They traded him for Bodon. Yeah, it ends up in the end that they keep him, you know. But but you're right. They're not a deep team at the moment. Um, I, I, you know, I, it's hard to, to, to predict Giannis's thinking. It's hard to predict a lot of these stars thinking in this situation. If I go one way or another, I think he would stay. Um, I think, but, but I, I, I'm not sure, you know, this is not a playoff, uh, a proven team. So we're going to have to see this season in an improved Eastern I conference. See, yeah, I think he's gone. And like one last thing, it's like, look at, look at the difference between the Lakers and the bucks, right? Like the Lakers, they win the title last year. They get better. They literally had a yeah. Dennis Schroeder who literally said he doesn't want to be the sixth man anymore. Like, yeah, you're probably not, you're going to probably start on that team. I'm like, okay. Rajon Rondo's gone. He's a good veteran. Like, and guess what? Like, something tells me if the Lakers struggle somewhere down the line, Rajon Rondo's gonna be coming back to them. Like, that's what they always oh, come do. On now. <laughs> like, no, like, like LeBron, like, you know, like when things go bad, they always like LeBron like has a few guys where if like they need something, they always go after those few guys. And Rondo's like one of those guys where like mm-hmm. if they need depth or something, like they'll go back after Rondo. Like somehow, like, okay, Danny Green, like, oh, okay, he's gone. Like, that's a good trade. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the the Bucks year in and year out, they it's like you know they 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 dominate in the regular season, and just like the Los Angeles Dodgers done. You know, obviously they got lucky, and, not lucky, but they won in the truncated season. But like the Bucks year in and year out, man, they just fall short, fall short, and then like you know they really don't do enough to improve. And like here you go, here are the Lakers. They won it last year. What do they do? They you know that oh we're keeping AD. We're gonna lock LeBron up for two more years. We'll go after Dennis Schroeder. Let's get our team younger. Like Trez, don't forget Montrez yeah. Harold. Montrez Harold retooled big time. Dude, their their team is better. Yeah, like, absolutely. By a lot. I, 
I agree. And, then, and shout out Rob Polinka, GM yeah, Rob, Rob Polinka, who but, got trashed by Magic publicly in the media all last year and people calling him a snake and that nobody would pick up his calls. And that man retooled his route. You have a great point, you know, and 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 I, I don't know, you know, we'll we'll see if they if all those picks you, you trade them away for Drew Holiday and Giannis stays, then, you know, we're all eating crow in a few months or whatever. But until then, it's still it's still fair, like, I think, for us to be the, critical. What are, what are you like? What is the Lakers starting five look like now? Right. Like, what do you think it's going to be? Gonna be LeBron, AD. Um, they're gonna keep. Uh, who's the big man that they signed? They signed Gasol, so they're gonna right. start Gasol. Mark Gasol, like they're, they're gonna sign. They're gonna start Gasol, AD, AD LeBron, Schroeder. No, I think Schroeder's gonna be sixth man really? off their bench. They because then you're gonna start Har- like Montrez Harrell. Because then what? You're not gonna have. You're gonna have stem. One of those guys is gonna start because you're not gonna have one be sixth, one man be seven. I, I think. That, I think that 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 that's. I had to predict what they're going to do. Oh, that's what they're going to do. See, they got, they got Wes Matthews. So they'll probably start Wes Matthews. Maybe they'll start Markeith Morris. No, that's too high. You know, you're right. They'll probably start short. No, 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 no. This is what it'll be. It'll be LeBron will be point. KCP will be the guard. They'll have Wesley Matthews at the three, Anthony Davis at the four and and Gasol at the five. I think they actually do want Schroeder and Trez to be there. Lou Williams won't, uh, Trez like one and two like really? the Clippers. I think one of those guys. I think Schroeder will end up starting. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not like, like dude, like that or anything. <laughs> I just think that they are going to try to get him off. And the I know the question about the Bucks, but like, dude, literally, we're trying to st- make the starting lineup for the Lakers, and like, <laughs> dude, there's like three or four guys that they sign that make their team better. Like, just just to show you, like the Bucks, like, like they 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 didn't really get better. Like the Sixers, they didn't really get better, right? Like. Yeah. The Lakers are like, man, like they're like, they're, they're it's clear. They, they want a dynasty. Like uh-huh. they'll, they're right now. They're probably going to get one. Like we'll see. Yeah. We'll good shape. But I remember. Dude, I've, you know, we haven't really, you know, I, I talk about, we should be like more betting. Right. Uh-huh. So we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to run through this weekend slate of NFL games. And, you know, they don't really have player props out yet, but like, you know, like, if, if there's a player prop that, you know, one of us is digging, like a guy you feel like he's going to score, like, I don't know. I know you're not a big player prop, player prop guy, but I like playing them because I always have a feel that guys are going to, like, score mm-hmm. or, like, have a feel. And I know I didn't, I didn't hit mine yesterday with McFarland, but uh, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at the slate uh, this week. We got, we got, we got double header. We had double header Monday night. Right? Yeah. We got double header. All right. First game. Uh, the Bengals, man, they're getting 11 and a half <laughs> points from the Dolphins with Fitzmagic over under 42 and a half. This is like, this is a game where I like, like, you don't want to bet on a, on 12 points with the Dolphins, Chris. Like no, I don't want to bet just, either way on this. This is a game spread. where you maybe tease the Bengals and you get them at 17 and a half. Ah, uh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think Miami's going to beat I mean, maybe. I mean, Miami's defense is just proving week in and week out that it, it can be stiff. If anything, I like the under in this game simply for the fact that I feel like Cincinnati is going to just be like incompetent and Miami might just score. Like it might just be like 24 to zero. Like, couldn't you like the, you watch? Did you watch Jets in Miami? Like, well, that's so, so I was just going to say they beat them 20 to three. So 17 points. So yeah, if you take the six and a half, they would cover. It's like, do you think Cincinnati's better than the Jets? Like, yes, but but like, do I like? I don't right. Like, I don't like either of these spreads. Like, you're asking me to. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, since the Cincinnati one's more favorable. But yeah, I, I don't want to risk Miami in the money line because it's like minus five ninety, and like 
what if Fitzpatrick just like has a bad game? And like, yeah, right. You know, like, no. All right. Next game. Your hometown Cleveland Browns. <laughs> dogs right now on the road against Tennessee over under 53 and a half. Player prop I like in this game. I don't think he found the end zone last week, but he was he was close to it. Definitely going to bet Nick Chubb to score this week. Hmm. Uh, I like it. But, man, I don't know. Like, this is a tough game. You know what? I see that 53 and a half, and I would, like, maybe take that down to, like, yeah. 50 and a half. Yeah. I think yeah. that's four points. I can't pick a side because Tennessee absolutely, you know, beat, destroyed Indianapolis last week and, like, but you want to say like the the Browns are are not good against like stuff like start whatever stiff competition you know like they're they're good against bad teams like if this game is home I maybe I maybe take Cleveland right like and I know it's like you basically didn't go Derrick Henry versus like Nick Chubb but like I don't know yeah (sighs) I mean Tennessee's better from every aspect not only Henry versus Chubb just looking at Baker versus Tana, like Baker just every week, I, I find a way to just, he, he's just playing worse and worse. Like I just see him. I get just, so uh, scared to bet on Baker every week. No, it's terrible. Except for his under on player passing yards, apparently. You know what? I would probably, I'll probably, I kind of like the Titans on the money lines. Minus 255 right now, but I definitely like the over, bringing it down to like 50 and a half. I like the under, under 53 and a half is nice. And then I like Titans all across the board. I wouldn't so bet like on the Browns. The under in that game. Yes, under mm-hmm. 53 and a half. So I, I, think. I like, I want to bring it to 50 and go over that. See, that, think, but that's what I'm saying is why don't you yeah. just bet the under then, Chris? Because I don't like betting unders. It's not exciting. <sighs> like, I don't like sitting there and being like, damn, I want, I don't want these teams to score. And like, you have to, you have to like, for karma. Tennessee, but, but like, well, look, look what Tennessee did last week against Indianapolis. That's my point, is that is that this line is boosted too high because of them dropping 45. Right, but not what if Tennessee goes up 28 game. to 7 at halftime? Like, that's 30 points, 31 points. You know that Cleveland could score it all and make it close in the second half? Like, that's what I'm Maybe, saying. Maybe, like, but that's the thing, is the Titans are going to get the ball, and they're just going to dominate like the to- the clock for the rest of the second half, and you're going to go on. I call under on this all day. Like I, I think the Titans just you scored like a lot. Betting unders or, and you hit them. Like, I... I only bet overs. It's like karmatic. That, like, it's karmatic. You, you, the gambling gods will not reward you if right. you just bet all overs and like be a slut for overers. You have to I bet, bet unders. some unders. The one under I bet, we talked about it, was that Jets Broncos game, and I freaking <laughs> lost. So like, I don't like. I hate sitting there and be like, don't score, don't score, don't score. Like, I'd rather just like take the over or just not bet. But all right, so you're you're on the under. It seems like we're both on Tennessee. We don't we don't, we don't really trust Baker on the road. No, no. Like they're they're just. They're due for a they're due for a loss. Yes, they're riding Chubb, too high. I want Chubb to score. I think he's going to score in this game. I like that. I like that. It, you could probably parlay him, Henry and Chubb. Get that a plus money. Both of them will probably score. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Next game: Detroit three point dogs on the road. Over under forty four and a half. Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for the Bears. I'm I'm not touching this game. No thank you. <laughs> if DeAndre Swift plays, maybe I bet him to score. Maybe I take a Montgomery prop, but like. Hey, listen, man. Matt Patricia is fired. Lions comeback game. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn got fired, and then the Falcons win. We got to bet on uh, the anti Matt Patricia right, but Lions. Like, but now you could also think of the fact Matt Nagy's hot seat, right? Okay. So we got hot seat versus team who just fired their head coach, right? Like <laughs> maybe, like, like you know, like I want to bet the over in this game. It's at forty four and a half, and like maybe I would take it down. But like, I am so scared. 
after Detroit just absolutely didn't show up against Carolina, they could yeah. just do that again. And like the Bears, you know, they're not their defense is not as ferocious as it was in years past, but it's like it's still a, a good defense. Still stiff, yeah. No, like you you think they're gonna score points, right? Like you you look at that 44 in your half one. Oh, okay. Well, I've I could just be a 27 to 20 game, yeah. right? Like, well, you know what I like to do recently, Chris, is I like to start, I like to parlay a few games throughout the week. But I like to tease all the the over unders that I like, I like. Give myself an extra few points in regard. So like, would like this would what, be one. Like this would be one of those games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tease it down to maybe yeah, like not even not even you know a full six. Maybe I tease it down to thirty eight because I'm more confident or or thirty thirty nine forty. You know, but I would do something like that. I, like I do think they'll score. I like the Trubisky. When Nagy has Trubisky, I feel like he's just more gutsy and he'll just right, do right, more crazy right. stuff with the offense than with Foles. Scored last know? week, like they they were able yeah, to they, score against. Bay. They put up 15 in the fourth right. quarter. They, 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 I, you know, the Lions are desperate too. Like I, I, I do like the over angle in this game. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Two desperate teams. Trubisky wants to show he wants to be the quarterback. The Lions could be getting a little bit healthier. They might get Swift back. They might get Kenny Galladay back. So yeah, yeah. You know what? And you know what? Over. But don't. I don't trust the side in this game. No, it's just, neither do I. Uh, next game, Indianapolis, three and a half point road favorites against Houston. Over under 50 and a half. I, I think I'm just going to take Indianapolis straight up. Minus 188 in the money line. I'll probably parlay them with something. I mean, doesn't that seem a little low for you? Like, Houston is not that good. Like, that's a low they're, they're, money line. So, you get, you know, what is it? You get you get the three points for being home, right? You get the points for being home. Three and a half. I mean, like, three and a half point dogs at home. Like, that's kind of high. Like, you know, like, like, you still got the Sean Watson. David Johnson should be coming back. I, I just think the Colts got drubbed like, right. last week by the Titans, and now like Vegas is reacting. But there's still like a team that beat the Packers. You know, there's still a team that can come out oh. and, and create a good gameplay and 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 have a complete game on both sides of the ball. No Will Fuller. The Texans are just not a good defense right. either. They just don't win games with their right. defense. So Philip Rivers should be able to move the ball. Uh, you know what? I'd probably take Indianapolis. I'd probably take him to parlay. I like him minus three. Yeah. Over the over is kind of high, 15 and a half. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, who knows? Yeah, because like Indianapolis put up 31 points, but like Houston can only put up like 10 without Fuller. <laughs> like, I don't know. All right, Ooh, baby, for the third week in a row, I haven't done it the last two weeks, but I'm thinking about doing it this week. That means it might come to the end. Jacksonville, 10 and a half point road dog against Minnesota. I'm t- that dude I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll take the jaguars at plus 17 in a teaser no doubt about it like like i'm i'm not sold on minnesota like whatsoever like jacksonville they have played well the last few weeks they've been able to cover they've played green bay well they played pittsburgh okay they pooped it against pittsburgh but man. they on, played no. okay and they, they made some drives but they turned it over when it they counted played, you know? they played cleveland pretty well last week too yeah they did so play like, cleveland well dude and like i'm not i'm i'm out of minnesota i don't trust them Thielen's coming back whatever dude i don't know man like 10 and a half and then give me give me a tease like no I can't shoot uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know the Jags. The Jags are definitely like a team that over overcompensates week in and week out. So I almost never want to lay the points with them. Right. I mean, seventeen is hard. It's not really like it shouldn't be that risky, right? Like, they like, should like, be able to cover that. But like, I love the over. Like Jacksonville, every Jacksonville over to me is auto, almost auto money. And and, a half right now. Yeah, and and John popped in our chat with a parlay last week. 
and it was Browns and Jags over, or he had the under for that under, game. We told him no. And we both went, no, 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 no. That's an over all day, dude. And it was it was an automatic over. I, I think it went over by like seven points or something. Two and a half is a lot, though. Like this yeah. is one where I like, do one of those, like, you know, like you said, you're well, teasing it down. The Vikings are a bad defense, too. They're a bad defense. They're getting feeling back. Like, the Vikings should be able to score at least 28-30 in this game, like, with their eyes closed. Like, last week, they they barely had any points, right. and they put up a bunch, like, in the fourth quarter to come well, back. Well, they only score two ways. It's Dalvin Cook touchdown or Kirk Cousins in garbage time. <laughs> I think you got to give Kirk a little more credit. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I've seen I him. Agree. He's been slinging around a little bit more. He had a really bad start to the season, but he's kind of coming back around. I like. I would like the over in this game if I was to choose. I mean, have your Jags plus sixteen and a half. Yeah. Like that's that shouldn't be a bad bet, right? Uh, but who, who knows what direction this game goes in? All right, my New York Jets, baby. <laughs> Ready for this one? Eight and a half point. God, they're oh, generous. Underdogs. Over under forty seven and a half. Las Vegas Raiders come to town. Dude, Sam Darnold kind of peppered all over the Raiders last year when they they <laughs> came to MetLife, but like. I'm staying away from this game. I don't bet against the Jets because I, whenever I, if I bet against them, they're going to win. And Las Vegas last week, you knew I was on them. I was huge on them. Oh, yeah. Such a bad taste in my mouth. I need <laughs> a few weeks to cool off from them. 47 over and under. I, I'm, this is, a, this is, a, I stay away from this game completely. Any, uh, any, any time touchdown scores for the Jets that you got locked in, Chris? I mean, <laughs> a, a little LaMichael Perrine action. Maybe. Who's on the IR? How about a little oh, Frank Gore? Oh, a little dash on Frank uh, Gore, huh? If a little spice up your afternoon. Denzel Mims, I think he's due to have his first touchdown. Yeah. He's, uh-huh. you know, he's making big plays and Darnold second week back. Like, no, I just like, and this line could change if Jacobs doesn't play. Like, I, like, ah, oh, man. I like the Raiders, actually. I'm not as emotionally invested in really? them. Like so the I would. About it. Like if Jacobs doesn't play, like I think the Jets might win. What? Like, they have a chance to win. They have a chance to win if Josh Jacobs doesn't play. The Raiders just had a poop game against the Falcons. Like they're a good football team. No, but, gonna- Jets, but at home, like I'm telling you, like, <laughs> like I have um, to see. Did Oakland go back to the West Coast to come back? Basically, you know. That's a big thing to think about it too. They were in Atlanta. They just stay. Listen, like I'm telling you, on that entire flight from the west to the east coast, John Gruden was going ham on his little iPad in the back of the plane. He doesn't he's game planning. He doesn't time. have an iPad. He doesn't have an iPad. <laughs> he's, he's he's old school. But no, man, I, I'm just, I'm staying away. No, no, thank you, sir. I'm good on this game. I mean, 47, 47, the over and under. Can you, you have any interest in that? No, not with the Jets on the slate. <laughs> I like the Raiders to win, though, like to win by maybe the spread, but not that Jets are just weird with how they play football. Like the defense sometimes shows up. It's just scary. Falcons, two and a half point under at home against the Saints, over and under 45 and a half. A few weeks ago, two weeks ago, Saints poopied all over the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say personally that Taysom Hill, you know, I started him last week and he cost me my fantasy league. Oh. So, you know, like, and like, but I was like, why would you start him? He doesn't throw the ball. I was like, dude, he threw the ball against Atlanta. Like he I wasn't did. just like, I just like, yeah, but like Drew, you know, my favorite thing to do is to back the Falcons. And I'm like <laughs> starting to get back into that because last week I was against them. I have their win total over seven and a half. Like, Ooh, now, you know, I have ooh. a chance for, uh, you know what? 45 and a half. 
I kind of like the over. I feel like they're like being yeah, reactive. Like, what to the are the Saints going to do? Like, are the Saints going to do what they did two weeks ago? Or are they going to do what they did last week against the, the Broncos? Like, run, 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 run. Like, Michael Thomas has to do something. He has to. Listen, this is a bad pass defense. Like, that's what they did in the last game. They just let Michael Thomas kind of eat him inside the hashes, like in the middle of the field. Like, they should be able to do that in this game Dude. and move the ball. It should be like a like a type of game where like the Saints and the Falcons trade blows for the first couple quarters. Like that's really what it should be. Like I would take the over and I wouldn't mind backing the Falcons necessarily. Yeah. But I would bet their money line before I would bet the the, the spread. Like plus two and a half isn't that juicy to me. I, I don't think the Falcons lose by two points right. in a weird like I think they either win this game or they just lose it, you know? Yeah. So I like I totally agree with you. Like either the Falcons are gonna win. Or they're going to, like, lose, and it's not going to be like, a you know, the Saints are going to hit a close field. Like, no, like, uh, maybe, you know, Saints, I mean, sorry, Falcons plus seven and a half. I can see them losing by touchdown. I, over I like, maybe bringing 43. I don't know. It's just, like, I'm just nervous because, like, like if the Saints just completely run the ball and run the ball and keep the foul, like, the, I mean, like, the Saints ran the ball. Ran- is you want the Falcons to score. And you want the Saints to have to be able to score to match them. You don't want it to be Saints scoring by running the ball and the Falcons have to try to be under pressure. Like mm-hmm. you want the Falcons to score and you want the Saints to be able to match them down the field. Well, the Saints barely throw Taysom throws. What did he throw? Two picks or one pick in the Broncos game. They put up 31 points. If the Broncos had done anything in that game, you know, you, we we're not even talking about them hitting like an over like type of this one, the 45 and a half that we're talking about. So, so we got so, 24, nine, two weeks ago. And see, I think that Vegas is reacting harshly to that because we've seen a lot of Saints-Falcons games. Saints-Falcons games are high scoring. They're high intensity. That game was just the Saints playing it really safe and the Falcons just yeah. were not and performing offensively. 23 times in that game. He threw it 23 times in that game? Yeah, it's 18 for 23 for 233 yards. <sighs> it's tough. It's, it's one like of those games like, where no, you what might I'm trying have to say to is That's away. a decent amount compared to last yeah. week. He threw the ball like, like well, Drew Brees think, sometimes only throws the ball 23 times a game. Well, I think Sean Payton last week just knew that that was like a gimme game and he didn't right. want to be fancy or blow it. Like, you know that the opposing team is bringing in a practice squad player wide receiver. You go, oh, we're just going to run the ball. Like, we're not even going to give them a chance to like the defense right, to exactly. make a play or, or stay in it. Like, we're just going to be really methodical with this game. I mean, this is so this is this is where I think this week, you know, this is where the, this is why the game was an under the last week. This is why I'm worried. Falcons, 26 minutes of time of possession. New Orleans, 33 minutes of possession. And they just absolutely, they ran all over them. 158 yards, 168 yards. Like, that, like that's what I mean. Like, I want to bet the over, but if the Saints can control the ball, you know, seven to 10 minutes longer than the Falcons are, that game's not going to go over. Mm-hmm. I, I just think South- it's due. Yeah. I think it's due to score high. Right. Like, I, I, you I think the Falcons are going to win. Like, I don't, I, like, there's, there's no, like, I, I can't see the Saints running the table with, with Drew Brees out. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? And like, dude, even though they did last season. Right, but like, and then like, you know what? We'll move on. We're going to talk about this game a lot, but like, thinking about this. Falcons, momentum after last week, right? Raheem Morris is like, maybe I want to get rid of that intro tag. Taysom Hill, maybe he's a little rusty. He didn't throw the ball a lot last week. Mm-hmm. He did eight, but I think he threw like seven times, maybe only mm-hmm. eight. Ah, like, yeah, like, I don't know, he man. Forgot how to do, he forgets how to do his reads this week or something. The more, the more I'm like back in the Falcons, I know it's not good for my health. But Cardinals, man, three-point dogs at home against the Rams. Dude, like, the Rams are, like, weird. Like, 
thought they were going to get crushed. I'm like, no, no, no. They're in, Tampa Bay's going to crush the Rams. Don't worry. They're going to crush them. And like, no, the Rams played really well. Next week, I'm like, dude, the Rams are going to crush the Niners. They freaking lose. Like, is Arizona going to lose two straight games? Like, no. Like, give me Arizona in this game, man. Like, they're better. Like, Kyler Murray's better. He wasn't healthy last week. I think he's healthy this week. He's better. I mean, they're a better team than the Rams, right? Uh, that's so hard because I've been going off and on of the, the Rams are frauds bandwagon, you know, for the past. But but I just want to say that I feel like this team is really predicated on, like, how much pressure opposing defenses are putting on Jared Goff. Right. Like, I feel like the Niners were just able really to press Goff uh, on Sunday, and that kind of led to them, like, being able to stay in the game. Are the Cardinals going to be able to, to pressure Goff? Are they going to be able to kind of dismantle the Rams' offense? I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure. I don't Sorry. know who the best NFC West team is, period, Chris. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like that's what I want to say. But then the Rams come out and they have amazing defensive performances. They shut down Seattle, win that game, what, like 24 Seattle is the best 14? player, in my opinion. Like Russell Wilson's the best player. Uh, yeah, and that absolutely. And, yeah, forget about Aaron Donald. I, yeah, dude, the, I don't know, man. Arizona's got a good front seven. They could definitely get tr- pressure on Goff. Like the Rams' offensive line is not great. I think the, the bigger key for me is if Kyler Murray is not healthy, it could be a problem because the Rams front seven, they bring pressure with Donald and Donald is getting hot lately. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I think the, the over is kind of nice in this game. I 40, think 40 and a half, but like, yeah, but like the Rams didn't really score last week against the Niners. Who have no, that's because they were playing the Niners. They're yeah, but the Niners the are completed defense. They, they're, you know, they're missing Bosa. They got Sherman, Sherman back, but they're like, they're just solid, dude. Robert yeah. solid leads you to the promised land, huh. baby. Man, I don't know. I'm just, I haven't bet the Cardinals in a while because they ruined, you know, I think it was like week five. They ruined a big like teaser for me when they lost Detroit. And I, uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I'm going to back them in this game. Like, I, I just need to trust my gut. I don't believe in the Rams. Like, they just, they're not a good team. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're a decent team, but they're not, they're not like, no, like Arizona's better. Yeah. I, I could vibe with and that. Arizona's home. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you give me Arizona, man. A lot of underdog, like, like, like that's like you know, like you could you could pull the Cardinals and the Falcons so value there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you got a few more games. Let's run through them quick. Like, uh, Giants ten point dogs on the road against Seattle. Daniel Jones questionable. Ian Rapport did say yesterday Jones has an outside chance of playing in this game. Practice this week would be you know. The key saw a video. He was warming up on the sidelines today. So we'll find out later. It might've been limited, but I don't know. Like, is this line with Daniel Jones or this line without Daniel Jones? Because like talk about those teasing things again, like giants could probably cover 16 with Daniel Jones, right? Like Mm -hmm. Seattle's not have a good defense. Like it's in Seattle. I get it, but I don't know. I don't know. 46 and a half. Like, I'd probably go over in this game if Daniel Jones plays. They're going to score points, both teams. Uh, I like I like the Giants to kind of have a downer. This is the NFC East roller coaster. They got to have a downer week. Like they shouldn't, you know, they barely squeaked it out against Cincy. And I think Seattle's just going to take care of business straight up. I mean, they yeah. kind of struggled against Philly, man, especially in the first quarter. They were looking inept against Philly. Like, like they could barely play. I do like Seattle and I like with or without Daniel Jones. I like the giants to throw whoever's under center for the giants. I see at least two turnovers from them. Honestly. I mean, Daniel Jones on a short week, 
you know, off of an injury or Colt McCoy coming off, you know, five years of, of rust. He's got to shake off the tin right. can. Either one of those are, are going to, you know, it's a walking interception. So that that's a solid, you know, game day game prop type bet on the Giants turnovers. Uh, also, going back to the Rams Cardinals game, I've been betting in the last three weeks. Going back to it again, DeAndre Hopkins is going to find the end zone this week. He's okay. just too good. He's just too good not to score. It's true. And Drew, how about if you're talking about you think the Giants are going to turn the ball over? Maybe you should look. I don't know the uh, the odds yet. What about a Seattle defensive touchdown any time? Uh, I bet that's real high too because their defense yeah. is a little poor. You know, maybe go for it. It's what are the typical odds for that, Chris? Do you know? Maybe like five, six hundred. You know, anywhere between then four mm-hmm. plus four to five six hundred. Mm-hmm. It seems like every week that happens. Like there's a right. team in the NFL that has a defensive touchdown. Exactly. You just got to feel the vibes. Or even special out. teams. You remember you you could win off of that too. Like mm-hmm. kick return, punt return. You could win off of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a good one. All right. Chargers one point underdogs at home against new England. I, I like the chargers in this game. Like mm. they've been like, they've had some heartbreaking losses and like I expected them. I expected them to get beat by Buffalo last week, but like, man, like new England, like I just think they're a better team at home mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to play well. And I think, uh, I think Herbert's going to be able to throw all over them. Honestly. And mm. I think they're going to be able to have their way. I, Arizona kind of ran all over them a little bit with Kenny and Drake. I think they'll be able to do the same thing with Eckler and if they get Balazs back. And mm-hmm. I won't take this total because 47 and a half is like, it's like New England doesn't score, man. Yeah, they do. Don't, don't listen. Don't listen New England to that. scores? I mean, they they will score against the, 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 uh, the Chargers defense. You, you, you say New England doesn't score, but yeah, I mean, I mean, they're a low-scoring team, but this Chargers defense, it, it lets up a lot of points. You look at every single game that they play, they're basically a walking over. Uh, I would take their over and tail it in this game as well. 47 and a half. I would take it. Here, I'll pull up the Chargers' last games and no, tell no, you no, the, no. the totals of the, the teams not, they play, I don't, which include, okay, this is what it is. Bills, 27. Jets, 28. Dolphins, 29. Raiders, 31. Broncos, 31. Jaguars, 29. Saints, 30. Bucks 38 one. That's how you got to go to find a low scoring game from the chargers. They basically let up 30 a game. Uh, It's like Swiss cheese cam, even with a couple turnovers should be able to put up 24, 27 points. Chargers should be able to put up 24, 27 points. I guess that's what I think about this game. Looking back the last three New England's last three games, 20 points, 20 points, 17 points. So if you're, you know, whatever. But against whom? Who? What defenses were they? Okay, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. So, okay, you want to go back even further. Last week against Arizona, 20 points. Houston, 20 points. Baltimore, okay. seven, sorry, 23 points against Baltimore. 30 points against the Jets. 21 points against the Bills. So, yeah, I mean, if they if Yeah, they're low scoring. I'm not disagreeing with you yeah. here. I just think the Chargers are kind you of have a hope they score at least. So, so, so this is the thing. If you think, do you think Sandy, you think LA is going to win the game? Do yes. you think, yes. if, okay, let's just say, if you think New England's going to win the game, you bet under because New England, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be like 23 20, right? 23 yeah. 7. But I like, we both think, but I like the Chargers too. Yeah, I like, they're a, they're a good team. Right. Just getting caught at, at bad breaks at bad times and a little bit of bad coaching, I think. But yeah, I like the Chargers in this game. I would game. bring it down 45 because, like, you you need a guarantee that New England scores at least twenty points. Yeah, and that's a tough one. I'm not that, that, I'm not objecting tough. to that point. I'm just saying that yeah. I, the Chargers' defense is bad, so they right. should be but able to. Front, put something. But their front man, like, like 
Bush is so good. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Next game. Green Bay Packers, eight point favorites against the Eagles. 47 points over under. Uh, Aaron Jones, multiple touchdowns in that game. I you can subscribe me to that. He didn't score last week. Yeah. I'll take Aaron Jones to score multiple touchdowns and the Packers to win. I can vibe with that. Like, I, I I low key like I low key like the Eagles spread though, don't you? They had the last second. The Packers you know, Doug, don't really Green Bay doesn't really blow like they didn't really they let they let Chicago hang around last week. I mean, they did blow them out in defense. They were up by 31 points in the fourth quarter. Chicago just got bum time. They be, they blew out the Niners, and the Niners kind of tried to like stay back at the last few seconds. The Eagles are like the Eagles, and you can vouch for this, Chris. Are this weird vortex team where when you count them out at their lowest of lows, and one of those times was last season. They beat the Packers. That's probably their best win was last season they, when they won 34-27. It seems like when you count the Eagles out there, let their lowest lows, yeah. they can come back and bite you. So I don't no. know. I wouldn't no. bet on the the Packers minus eight and a half. The Eagles are a bad football team. Yeah, eight's a lot. Eight's a weird number too. But, like, I don't but like, it is a weird number. It's I like, like I I always like going with like three. If I like a team to win, I like going like three, two and a half, three and a half, or like six and a half to get a touchdown or like a fugal. Mm-hmm. Dude, I know what you're saying like Philly is notorious for that, but like no, like they're bad this year and. I, I mean, Chris, Peterson. last week, last week's cover against Seattle, that was brutal. I don't I know. know if you had minus six and a half. No, I, didn't take, or I didn't take that. But no. the but, Dougie key goes for two on the, like, hey, who even, you know, that's crazy. Like, like, I think Peterson's in his own head. Wentz is in his own head. Like there's, there's like, no, like, I don't think there's any turnaround here. Like, I think they're, they're like, they're, they're not a good team. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a weird number, but I think Green Bay ha- handles them, but I wouldn't bet the eight. Uh, like, I, Man, you could probably bet, bet like every guy on the Packers to score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan week. Lazard, let's go. Alan Lazard, two like, TV take, game. Take Packers and poorly them to score, and you'll probably get a payout. All right, I'm with that. I'm, I'll take that. Kansas City, three, 13 and a half point favorites at home. Uh, over under 15 and a half. Drew Locke plays. Like, give me the over. Uh, I yeah. love props like Kelsey are, are the Chiefs just going to be like superheroes all year or are they going to have one down game because they do look every game they look like they're just playing video games out there honestly down game against Oakland 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 played them really well when they beat them but see I didn't think it was a down game for KC I just thought Oakland played them really well and KC just played better the homes with that really bad interception that true. really true awesome now and dude Oakland Oakland played them really well again the second time dude but like I'm not buying Denver, right? Like, if Drew Locke mm-hmm. comes back, like, he's been banged up all year. Like, I don't know. And Kansas City's at home. Like, if it was in Denver, like, Denver always plays everybody well at home, whether there's fans yeah. there or not. Even Kansas City especially, they always play tight against Kansas. But, like, 13 and a half, actually, like, you know what? That's a lot, but, like, I can see Kansas City pulling out with two touchdowns and winning this game. Yeah. Kelsey uh, touchdown. He didn't score last week. I mean, they won like by like thirty something in the last game they played. The line in that one was like ten points. Right. Kansas City won by like thirty. So like you can't. Yeah, they, at any time they can just. Right. And the Broncos, you know, you don't want to get faith in in their ability to make drives without turning the ball over. So right. yeah, I take the KC spread. Also, like I, Mahomes is gonna find the end zone. Like I bet his prop last week to score, and I was fuming. I don't know if we saw the game when Kelsey like literally threw almost threw a touchdown pass to Mahomes. Oh yeah, 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 you're and right. I was like, oh, let's go! 
like because like, you know, I thought he was gonna like I like betting him sometimes. I think he's gonna run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's between. I was like, oh wow, and like I have them both in fantasy, so I'm like, wow, like that would have been sick. But uh, all right, a few more games. Pittsburgh eight point favorites at home. No over under yet in that game. Uh, I don't know, like. I kind of like Washington. <laughs> Don't you kind of like the football team on like, Monday especially at five o'clock? Give me six four points. Like I think you could interest me in that because like they're well rested. Pittsburgh's pissed off. Uh, they lost Bud Dupree. Well, James Connolly pissed off though. That's that's my point. Is right. that Pittsburgh is on this like trail of like trying to prove to everyone right. that like they're a real undefeated team. Like they should be put up there. With some of the, you know, they kind of have a chip on their shoulder at this point. They're like the and, weird underdog. Well, like, at the same time, let's not pretend the football team doesn't have a chip on their shoulder because they're playing for first freaking place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like we can't take this as like this is like a Washington team where you know, like, okay, like they're just trying to you know get through the season, right? Like, you know, like I just I, I forget their record, right? Like this is not they're four and seven, right? They're just a float, like. No, like this is a four and seven team who wants to win because they want to win their division, right? Like that's something I'm thinking about, man. Like Washington, like, like, I don't know. Like I was not impressed by Pittsburgh yesterday, right? Like they let, like they were not impressive. Like no. they were pissed off. They should have, they, they didn't cover. Like they, if they were like, they were pissed. <laughs> I, they were, I think there'd be, I think they were more pissed off yesterday and they're going to be this week. I mean, Big Ben was pissed. He said they played like crap. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have they blew Baltimore out yesterday, and they mm-hmm. didn't, right? That last th- – I mean, they would have covered if it's not for that. That last throw by McSorley to yeah. Hollywood Brown, that was ticky-tack. And then the, fir- you know, the first down call, you know, you call it back and forth here. Or that was more for the, – the Steelers would have uh, turned it over. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't object to the Washington pick. I think that it's kind of a cute pick, and it's going to be a lot of people's slates this week. Put, put 9, 10, 11, 12 there. Put what? 14 and a half points. You get them by two touchdowns. You add six points. Like, uh-huh. dude, Baltimore is not really blowing, blowing teams out. And like, they're, man, they, the record wise, they're the best team. And I can't take away anything from them. But like, mm-hmm. Ryan Clark said it, like, dude, the Chiefs will blow them out. Yeah. They will. They will. All right. Last game. Rams. The, remember, though, they're, I'm sorry, the 49ers, they're playing in Arizona. <laughs> State Farm Stadium, baby. Plus one. Dogs against Buffalo, forty-eight. The over/under. I'd probably go over in this game. Who is taking the Niners in this game? Why is the Niners so like the Bills are a, a bona fide like contender that could give some team in what, the AFC? What did the like Rams? A, what did the Four Niners do last week? They won against the Rams. Yeah. They're getting I, respect. Like I don't, like I don't I, love the Niners. All like a Buffalo. few. Like a few weeks ago, when they were going through all those like COVID issues and in- injuries with their backfield, they played on Thursday night with the Packers. I was like, "Oh, Kyle Shanahan, he's a good coach. Like he should be able to cover the spread here." It was like eight and a half or something against the Packers on Thursday, and the Packers just blew them out of the water. And yeah, and I've just been I've been bullish on the Niners because I just don't think that they're like a a real team. They're just no, a I team agree. that's kind of can give healthy. anyone. Yeah, they can give anyone kind of like a little frisky like run, but like. When you look at the Bills minus 120 on the money line or minus one just on the spread, it's like, I'll just take the Bills. That kind of seems easy, well, right? I think the, yeah, it's just like, I think it's also too what they're doing is, yeah, they're going to get, they got Debo back last week. This week they get IU, Brandon Ayuk back. I think it was back too. So like, they're, they yeah. got they got Moser back last week. Oh, yeah. they're getting healthier, but like, nah, Buffalo's a good team. Like, I agree. Like, 
It's a weird line. 48. It should be three and a half or three. Yeah. That's how I think. 48 is kind of low. Right? The, 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 the Niners put up 23 last week against the Rams. The Bills, the Bills was an under last week. That was an under in this game. It said 27 to 17. The Bills held the Chargers to 17 points. Only put up 27 against a terrible defense. I already went off about them True. earlier. I don't know that I I'm not as confident in the over as you are. I would rather it at like 47 or 46 and a half. Yeah. You take it down, but I'm just like, so I, I just think cause you know, the Rams, they put 23 up, right? So if the Rams could put up 20 against the Buffalo's defense, you mean Niners? sorry, the, ni- the Niners if, put up 20, right? They put up 23 against the Rams. I think the Rams defense is better than Buffalo. Yeah. So if, if the Niners could put up at least 20 points against Buffalo, you could think Buffalo is going to score at least, that yeah, but the Niners defense, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. I don't know. I like Buffalo. And then there's no line yet, but your Cowboys, right? They play the Ravens. Yeah. Just, so you know, I know we've, we've got a long one, but just wrap it up. What do you what do you think about that game? Any oh, man. any I mean, any hope? I, I mean, it's odd. Like it's it's hard to the reason there's no line is because you don't even know who's going to be playing in that ball game, right? right. The Ravens you go off and on who's going to be their starter. I mean, I'll take the Ravens team that was against the Steelers. Uh, this last, yesterday or on Wednesday, you know, if that's the case, I'll take the Cowboys. The Cowboys more than likely are going to be underserved on the money line. And, and as so they should be, um, I, I don't know necessarily if I love them, say it's a spread of like a touchdown in that area. I would definitely take them uh, with the points of the touchdown. But if it's like, if it's like Cowboys plus three, like, and if it's against Lamar, like I'm going to be like a little frightened, you know, because the Ravens, they, they need a bounce back. And, and I mean, so do the Cowboys, but I don't have a lot of confidence in my team after the Washington game, the Washington game. I was like, this is an Amari Cooper game. He's going to go off. They're going to win, you know, blah, 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 cover. And I mean, Amari Cooper went off, but they just floundered at the end there uh, against the Redskins. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, I think Lamar will be eligible to come off mm-hmm. if cleared. So like, it seems like, and and what? There's just games on Tuesday, right? So like, it kind of uh, screws Dallas because what if the game was originally supposed to be Monday, right? Uh, so there'd be a realistic chance where Lamar would have been not been cleared for Monday, mm-hmm. but now he's going to be cleared for Tuesday. Like, isn't I think that is a situation. I don't know. I, no, that's definitely part of like the dynamics, and that's why people were so mad that the game right. this, game, this week got moved from Tuesday to right. Wednesday so they could have an extra day of practice as the Ravens. I don't know. Either way, I think their O-line is a little damaged. So I think yeah. no matter who's under center, I feel confident, at least as a fan of Dallas, that they could get penetration on Lamar or RG3 or Trace McSorley, whoever it may be. But but I don't know. It's one of those things where, yeah, we'll have to see how it develops. I, I mean, I'll obviously my team have I think that Dallas might be able to get in the backfield, though, with that weak O-line. Alright, before we wrap up, we went through the whole slate. Three just getting three or four of your best your best bets for this week. Best so. bets, man. Oh my goodness. And so we were talking, we were talking the Lions Bears over. I really like that. Circling mm-hmm. back to that one. 44 and a half. We think both those teams are desperate. I think Maggie, right. he likes to move and be creative with Trubisky. I took the over in the Packers Bears game because of that. And I think that that that's going to ring true again. Uh, I'm taking the under in the Titans and the Browns game for the reasons I said the Titans are getting. Uh, that that benefit of the doubt for just, you know, blowing up 45 points against the Colts. And I think the Browns against not a good team. They're not going to put up much. I think 20 at most really in that ball game. And then I, I kind of want to have like a spread bet that I really like that, that I really enjoy. Uh, so, I, 
You know, I, I hate to do this to you, Chris, but I'm going Raiders eight and a half. I hope the Jets. <laughs> so sad, but um, no, I yeah. I do think the Raiders are a good football team. They're one of those like alternating week teams. So if I was to take a spread bet, I, I'd bet against the Jets this week. I do not think that they're on the up and up. So Lions, Bears over, Browns, Titans under, and then I got the the, the Raiders against the Jets with with eight points. What do you think? What are your locks? Uh, I I'm definitely going to go with uh, Aaron Jones. Two plus touchdowns, Packers win against the Eagles. I think that's, nice. I, I know that's like a little crazy, but like, no, but that's go, nice. Go that's look back. Really Aaron Jones scores multiple times through the game. It's possible. Derek Henry's been doing it. Mm-hmm. They're going to win. Uh, I really like Arizona as underdogs at home at plus 130. I, like I said, I haven't been betting them for a while because of a bad taste there. They've had in my mouth, but they're not going to, I can't see them losing this game. And I, I, I'm not buying the Rams. Last week was their chance to prove it to me. Uh, I wouldn't. And then my last one, I, 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 I think I'm going to go with the 44 and a half. I'll bring it down to 42, but I, I do like what we're going with that over in that game, which is to pick another one. Uh, I think I'm going to go Indianapolis minus on the money line, minus 188, right yeah. now they're minus three and a half. Maybe I'll take them down to minus two and a half because I don't, Houston, they had a nice win last week against Detroit, uh, but Indy's coming off that loss and, uh, you know, they'll probably have Jonathan Taylor back too. And I think they should have uh DeForest Buckner back to the Colts. Yeah. That will help them. I just used to know Will Fuller. Like I'm I'm big on I don't like backing Phillip Rivers, but I'm big on the Colts this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad Texans defense. I can't see it uh going on the other way. That's a good one as well. All right, man. That's it. That's all the time that we have today. Drew. We got more often. You know, John can hop on just like running through our bets because like literally we're just we text each other all the time about our bets and like mm-hmm. you know we should we should let the fans know that what the bets you know that we're constantly absolutely doing it just, but Drew my man best of luck good luck to you too on your uh, you know your betting show with WHIP yes sir I actually don't think I think we'll be on Sunday morning Sunday I think morning alright well. so absolutely and this episode should be out by then so yeah. tune in to WHIP underscore sports on Sunday morning you're truly giving out more locks for the, the NFL slate.